<coughs> Don't get your pneumonia cough I'm on the microphone. Over here. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of THC, True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Me. Back from the almost dead. Yeah. On the recovery. Yeah. We didn't have a scheduled episode like we weren't supposed to because you almost died of pneumonia. And you're I doing was, okay. I was just telling you, I'm I'm proud of myself that I got a good old fashioned. You got an old school one. An old school bug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I've had to do anything serious at the hospital before. I got my first CT scan. I mean, besides have a baby. Yeah. I, mean, I the whole serious. the whole time I was there, I was like, I feel like this is more dramatic than me having a baby. Yeah. The way that they were like making me do things and gushing. Like I never got wheeled anywhere when I had a baby, and they wouldn't <laughs> even let me walk. Yeah. I'm like, you guys. Because you couldn't breathe. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I could at least go in a... Did they wheel you in the bed? Yes. You're like, you could. I could at least go in a wheelchair. No. In, they wouldn't let me leave the bed. I'm like, I feel I was so embarrassed. That's so funny. I know. I just... So, yeah. That, that's my experience going to the hospital, feeling stupid and embarrassed and like I'm wasting their time. Last time I went to the hospital when I needed a blood transfusion, they wheeled me everywhere, too. Mm-hmm. Again, I couldn't walk without almost passing out, yeah. but they could have put me in a chair. But they didn't need to bring the whole bed. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Well, yeah. Good old fashioned pneumonia. And so um, you were just saying about your poor client. Yeah. But all I'm going to say is it was nice knowing that they did look at my lungs. Yeah. Just to make sure. And that's all that they could find. Yeah. It could have been. Because what so, if it's something worse? It could have been so much worse. I would much rather always know. The worst stuff, so that way I can know what to prepare for. Yeah, Nick thought it was a gallstone. Do you know how mad I would have been? Because what would have caused my gallstone? Do you know anything about them? I do. My husband has had gallstone surgery. I'm going to say all the meats and cheeses. Exactly. Do you know how mad I would have been? you have to limit those a lot after you don't have one anymore. Not only that, so one of Nick's sisters and one of Nick's sister's husbands, they both had to have theirs removed mm-hmm. and now they can't eat onion or garlic. Oh, Lou still eats onion and garlic just fine. He had his removed? Yeah. Oh, well then that's good. Maybe he's just not listening to doctor's orders. No, they say like it makes them feel like awful. Like, oh no, he's fine. Oh, well then good. I put good. onion and garlic in everything. No, because we were sitting there laughing about it. Like, He's like, I said for sicker or poorer, I never said if you can't eat good food. Right. He's like, I'm leaving your ass That's if so you funny. can't eat onion or garlic. I mean, the other good news about gallbladder surgery nowadays is it's like non-invasive. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. like do it with lasers and shit. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But again, I've never had like real surgery. So right. that would have been kind of scary and I didn't have to do it. There it is. <laughs> okay. Back to our regularly scheduled program. If you guys heard my phone ring, it was the fact that my kid had to go be picked up from a sleepover because uh, she doesn't want to stay. It's so. her first time. I know. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Anywho. All right. What's going on, B? How's, I mean, my weeks have been busy yet boring, like not busy with anything fun. Right. Definitely not with anything fun. I feel you on that. We're we, getting ready for school to start, which I'm very excited about. We ended the last podcast saying how much I fucking hate summer and I can't wait for it to be over and how you always get to this breaking point right before school starts. I'm there. We're here. 
We're here, ready. ladies and gentlemen. Wrap this up. My kids start on Tuesday and Wednesday, and I I wish they both started Monday. I know. And uh, at least TikTok follows our sentiment because all I'm seeing is people like, can we just fucking get this show on the road? Like, let's just fast forward to fall. Why are we even doing For this? For sure I want to do that. Yeah, why are we even doing this anymore? Why are we even faking it? Yeah. Just bust out the sweaters and the lattes and let's roll. I can't even watch fall-themed TikToks because it makes sad. me sad. Yeah. It makes me upset. Right? It makes me too upset because it's too hot here and I can't think about it yet. Okay, so speaking of hot here and maybe on kind of a funny note, did you hear that Southern California might get hit with what, like a tornado or a hurricane? A hurricane. Right? It's going to be just a, a small like piss drop of a storm by the time it gets up to for us. sure but like they're also dealing with tarantula season right now oh amazing and so people on the internet have been making like tarantula hurricane yeah. meme like things and that's been kind of fun i like all the tiktoks of because it's hurricane hillary and it'll be like funny old clips of hillary, hillary clinton, clinton like um, spinning around baja um, i love it <laughs> um we're gonna go See me and a coworker are gonna go see my favorite singer Zach Bryan Monday? on Monday. Monday, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get to drive down to Oakland. Yeah, see him and turn around and drive back because it's the night before the first He's day of school. Country, right? I like to say country adjacent. Okay, because I feel like if you say country nowadays, you're picturing some pretty bad songs. Is he dating Brianna Chicken Fry? Yes, that's the only reason I know who he is. Yeah, he. Uh, He's like a, he's kind of like a folksy outlaw country. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people who've never listened to his music, um, it's like the music you put on when it's like late at night and you're like a bottle of wine deep. Yeah. It's like when you want to get in your feelings. You know yeah. me, I like my sad music. For sure. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. So I'm excited. It's He's not all sad, but yeah, the songs I like are pretty sad. I haven't been to is it i mean it's not the arena anymore is it it is is it still the arena all that like i haven't been in arena forever uh the last time i went to the actual oakland arena was to see probably maybe the last season they played their um uh warriors game a Golden state warriors game yeah and i think that was the last season before they opened the chase center wow so it hasn't been that long for me definitely Mm -hmm. pre-covid no i've it's been forever I hadn't even been to concerts since before COVID. And this summer, I feel like I've been to like, this will be like my fourth one. I uh-huh, think. Because you went to one with Lou and one with Kai and one with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that this is my fourth one. Get it, girl. One by myself, Look kind at of. You. Well, fun. I know, but I do think about the fact that if I put all of these ticket prices together, I probably could have gotten a Taylor Swift ticket. Yeah. But too That's, late now. I hate to say it, but when I look at at all the news and everything about her concerts it just seems like elitist it seems like you have to have fucking a grand to just drop on so a- n- yes and no that's not her fault that's Ticketmaster's for fault. for sure i'm not blaming her i just it's disgusting to me I so just- i just want you to know though yeah. that if Ticketmaster wouldn't have fucked up you could have gotten tickets mm-hmm. for like a hundred and a change as it should a piece. be yeah what happened was you could have done if you were like a capital one member or part of whatever bullshit thing you sign up for you were eligible for the 
day early presale. And they bought everything. And Ticketmaster put everything That's up so for presale. Stupid. So, because I was like, well, I'm not one of those people. But that's okay because I just want a nosebleed ticket by myself. I'll just go by myself, put me at the top of the stadium. Like, I don't care. And then they sold everything out for pre-sale. So there was no chance for, like, the average Joe to buy a ticket. And that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah, I feel like. Yeah, but that's like, Ticketmaster's fault. Yeah. And I got to defend T-Swift. As you should. Um, That was Ticketmaster's fault. And they're being sued by a lot of people. Good. Um, But, yes, you're right. If you, if you weren't in on that pre-sale, you need thousands of dollars to and go so when i know that and then i see all these celebrities there mm. just flaunting it because of their privilege and it's just so easy for them to be there and to just come and i'm like and a lot but unless they're on the floor a lot of the people you're seeing did get tickets at a fair price they were just big enough fans to do the pre-sale yeah and i guess i'm not because mm. i'm not jumping through that many hoops yeah i had to work you that should day. have to i know it's wild like what happened? Like the good old days when we walked a million miles in the snow. I, know, I, know. I'm, I always say I'm like this is my old man when people at the sky outside topic. of Best Buy and yes, shit. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I'm like, what happened to getting fifteen dollar lawn tickets mm-hmm. day of at yeah. the ticket window? Uh, the guy I'm seeing on Monday, his so he already toured mm-hmm. last year. He just came off a tour. Okay. That was sold out that I missed out on. Um, but you'll get new music. No. So what I'm saying is the reason he toured again mm. was a direct response to the Ticketmaster fiasco. Mm. And so what he did was he booked his whole tour through a different party. You have to have the app. It's called Access, A-X-S. Okay. It was the only place you could buy tickets. You cannot buy tickets from a reseller. And to even like, let's say I didn't want to go. And so you wanted to get the tickets from me. I can give them to you, but you have to have that app too. And you can transfer or you can sell. I could sell them to you for the price I bought the ticket for. You can't upsell. You can't upsell. Well, and so that cool. was his answer to like Ticketmaster. Okay. The problem is, is to do a tour like Taylor's because he's nowhere near being able to Obviously. sell out stadiums. It's like Ticketmaster has like a monopoly okay. on those places. Like yeah. those places only will work with like Ticketmaster to sell tickets. Yeah. So it gets tricky, but there's ways around it if you want to. And I think that's cool. You saying that, I honestly like I just I'm not passionate enough about anyone no. that I'm going to go to these lengths. I'm not passionate enough to spend that kind of money. Like I said, I would have spent like 120 on a nosebleed seat. Yeah. I'm not spending more. Because on top of it, I'm also having to drive and it's a huge fucking inconvenience. And while I'm there, I'm going to drop another couple hundred dollars between merch and drinks if I don't also get a hotel room. So fuck me. If it wasn't for the fact that my kids' first day of school is the following day, yeah. it was supposed to be me and Lou going down and having a date night. Obviously. I'm going to be saving a lot of money on booze because I can't drink and drive. So, but it's also not going to be the, uh, the same experience. No, but I might remember it for once. <laughs> well, where's the fun in that? Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I might actually remember an entire concert, not just the first half. I know. That's so funny. Anytime we go see a comedian, Nick's always like, ugh, on the late show, because that's the one he wants to go. But he's like, it's Bailey going to make it. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's always a fucking roll like, of the dice. I'll for sure make it. The question is, do you want me there? Because yeah, it's I'm either gonna fall asleep or I'm gonna be I'm gonna obnoxious. throw up. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. I know. Oh gosh. All right. So let's go from me being stupid and silly to something more serious. Oh god. We need to pay our respects to Paul Rubens. Oh who yeah. Passed away. Oh, man. Rest in peace to the goat. Besides being a huge part of my childhood, mm-hmm. we have to remember him from his performance in Blow for episode 54. The best. So that was... And the way he did it silently, right? Like, he kept it out mm-hmm. of the public. Just, like, um, just like Black Panther. Absolutely. Chadwick just, Boseman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, another death was the Exorcist director, William... Redkin. Oh dear. He was 87, but still. That's sad. And for I just saw this today, so you probably don't have it on there. Um what's that show that we cried a lot? All of all of us? This is us. This is us. Uh Randall's dad died. Uh yeah. And he was only 66. Dang. They must have put age makeup on him. For sure. He definitely looked older than 66. But nope. That's pretty sad. 66 seems old when you're young. It's not. But it's not old. It's, it's not. young. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace to him. He was a great part of the show. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. In other podcast news, the front door to the home where Sharon Tate was murdered by Charles Manson has gone up for auction. Oh, why would you want that? Because people want all sorts of weird shit. I know. I don't like that. Just, I mean, what else went up? Uh, Cardi B, the microphone she used. to That makes more sense to me. I feel like once you start talking about murder stuff, it's just such bad juju. I mean, but then what were the Warrens doing with all their fucking shit? Right. Uh Uh-huh. The bad Bad juju. juju. (laughs) In other Manson-related news, Leslie Van Houten, 73, is... Released after 50 years on her life sentence. Okay. What if she goes and kills somebody immediately? Fuck. Wouldn't that be crazy? At 73 years old, she's just fucking. They put her in a retirement home and she just mercs Gladys next to her. Mm -hmm. That'd be wild. What else is wild? A frogger caught in California. (gasps) Oh my God. Just like episode. Wait. 11. Close. 12. Yeah. Damn, you were close. Because yeah. fucking Manson was 74. I know. We waited a while for Manson. Um, Blow was... Fi- oh, uh, Exorcist was seven. Yeah, I knew I Exorcist mean, was We're all over digits. the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, a TikToker was posting. <coughs> she thought she heard someone walking on her roof. Mm. And she's in Riverside County. And uh, when the police arrived, they found that someone had been living under her house for months. Oh, my God. It's my biggest fear. I would die. Literally. Like, I think it's gross when we get a fucking rodent stuck in the house. But to know a person's living in your walls. No, thank you. Or like, and I don't even know if they're real or not. But those like scary videos you see from people's like... They'll like set up a camera and you'll see people like come down from the crawl space when everyone's asleep. And I can I don't know if it's true or not, mm-hmm. but it's definitely scary. I also feel that way about the videos where people tap into like Alexa's and baby monitors. Oh, yeah. And they'll talk to the kids when they think the parents aren't around. I've, 
I am a proud non-baby monitoring parent. Yeah. That's one less thing I have to worry about. No, that shit's crazy. Fuck yeah, dude. What else is crazy? Scream 7 mm-hmm. is in the works. They say it's supposed to be the final one. We'll see. Right. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So I don't know how to feel about it because you and I really liked the last one. Yeah. Compared to the one prior. Yeah. Which was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. But they're changing up the directors. Okay. So the directors of the last two are not on board for seven. Instead, they're going with this guy, Christopher. But he worked on Paranormal Activity movies and Happy Death Day 1 and 2. And I liked those movies. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's going to be the roll of the dice. I just have the most controversial opinion. Hit me. I really feel like they should have just made the original Scream. I don't want any of the sequels. I don't want any of them. I got to be totally honest with you. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. None of them have been anything close. I just feel like the the first one is such a masterpiece and it's such a perfect like time capsule of when it was made. And I just feel like it's iconic and it's timeless. So, but so when you said so good, but you're, you're saying time capsule and timeless. So yeah. do you really think it carries over to yes. this? Okay. This generation is just as passionate about it. Yes. Okay. Because this generation is obsessed with that time period. Okay. How we grew up, like, mm-hmm. thinking the 80s were so whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how this generation feels about, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. And I know it was, like, mid-90s. But still, just from the fashion yeah. to the music to the pop culture. I love Like, that. references. The way they talk. Okay. I just think it's so perfect in every way. And I feel like the violence wasn't cheesy. Yeah. I feel like the violence was violent. Yeah. And now... Na- well... Depends on what version. Because there's the version where in the beginning, Steve's, the boyfriend's guts come all the way out. I know, it's the director's cut or yeah, whatever. So that, yeah, yeah. And like, mean, and like the hanging from the tree was a little bit more. And gr- I don't know if it's just because of Ski Ulrich and Matthew Lillard's performances, but the violence felt it's like organic and legit. Yeah. And everything after that hasn't felt that way. I, I'm not going to argue you. And then you have Courtney Cox's bangs. What was that? Two or three? The 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 peanut butter jelly stripes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Anyways, that's my hot take. Is I, I wish it. they would have just had one perfect horror movie and just let it lie. Never, never the case. I know, and that would be such a G move because that is never the case. Never the what case. What if you make the uh, in my mind one of the most perfect horror movies and then just walk away into the sunset so i haven't been playing into it but again i think it's on tiktok where a girl came up with a fake horror movie okay and people who get the gag are going along with it and spreading the rumor like oh my god i remember this scene where so and so did this and it fucking blew my mind and oh do you remember when this character hooked up with this character and then (laughs) other girls are like oh my god she's such a Elizabeth and yeah. I'm such a Sarah and like they're making it up but they're doing it so well that people are invested in the story of the oh, movie interesting. yeah and they want to know like but what happens next yeah <laughs> and I guess it's supposed to be a horror movie that's so funny so like what if they made that movie and then just fucking mic drop 
just never to be seen again. Well, I saw on TikTok this guy who was like, do you want to know how far me and my friends will carry an inside joke? So I guess year like when Twilight was popping. So that's Mm -hmm. a while ago. Yep. Him and his friends were adults and they were talking about like because then it all started to be like, oh, I'm in love with like a sexy vampire. I'm in love with a sexy this, a sexy that, a werewolf or whatever. Yeah. And they're like. How crazy do you think they're going to get? Do you think they would ever do like a mummy? Like what could possibly be sexy about a mummy? And they kept the joke going for so long that they ended up writing and publishing a book about a teenage girl falling in love with a mummy. This could absolutely do that. And it's a joke. But and the book never like sold anything significant. But the point was, is that they have a tangible book that they wrote that started as a joke that you could buy that started as a joke. And now because the TikTok went viral, they have actual book followers. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) People just want to buy the book to be in on the joke. Of course. It's so silly. Now I want it. Yeah. They she that like he read a passage where she was talking about like looking into his eyes, but they describe him as like, you know voids yeah because you know, they're no covered in yeah. fucking bandages well and because he has no eyeballs because they yeah. rot it out because he's a mummy or they remove them mm-hmm. right because they remove a lot of things it's so incredible and the only thing i could think of was that sorry if this offends anybody terrible fucking show about the girl who falls in love with a zombie remember that one was it a show or was it a movie oh probably a movie i think it was a movie but there was also a show i zombie where she's like a detective right both. And I think both of them are terrible both ideas. Both fucking stupid. How could you ever find a zombie sexy? I do Be fucking really for real. like a couple of the sappy songs from the movie, but I hate the fucking movie. I hate the concept of the movie. It was so dumb. I'm never going to find well, a zombie never, sexy. No. Vampire, sure. Werewolf as a person, okay. Yeah. Fairy, yeah, I get it. A fucking corpse? A, a rotting corpse? No thanks. Not for me. Well... I was going to use the Loch Ness Monster to transition to our episode, but this might transition better because there's been debates online. If you fuck an alien, are you like, is it bestiality? Because it's not our species. Mm. Yeah, but it's also not native to Earth. Right. But either. Does does that make it better? Like I would have to see the alien. (laughs) What are we talking about? What? So if a cow's hot, it's okay to fuck. But I would never find a cow hot. (laughs) I don't find animals hot, but that, but I don't consider, I wouldn't consider aliens animals. I think that's fucked up. I don't have an opinion either way. I just think it's funny that this is what people are going to talk. Because if you want to say that we can't fuck aliens because they're animals, they're not like us. So is that okay to eat them? Right. Ew. Because we eat sentient beings. Yeah. Cows sure. are... For sure. Basically giant dogs. Yeah. No, I know. But that's the whole thing. They're like, well, if they're really attractive aliens, then of course we can have sex with them. But if they're. <laughs> I mean. It's so stupid. Yeah. But that's why I love it so much that this is what people have time. I mean, I'm sure. To think about we... and debate online. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm convinced that if. <laughs> is this really how deep we want to go? Yes. I'm convinced that if we could communicate with animals yeah specifically mammals right but animals in general um if we could communicate with other mammals and they and we found out that they were just as intelligent Intelligent as us and on the same which i believe that they are if not more intelligent than us in the Mm -hmm. cases of like dolphins and stuff but if we could 
know that for a fact and communicate with them and have them be like, no, 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 we're totally into you guys. For sure, people would be fucking them. For sure, as soon as they got the green light, they would be doing it. 100%. I know your husband watches it. <laughs> the boys. Yeah, I don't watch it, though. I know. There's a guy who's part, I guess, fish. Mm-hmm. And so he's constantly, like, fucking, like. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> because he's like, you know, they're beautiful souls. Yeah. All you need is the green light and people for sure. I wouldn't, oh, well, but yeah. somebody would. Well, I thought you were going to go so far in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, and that's when people would become vegetarians. You're like, nope. And no, that's people, people for sure would be fucking animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Oh my God. That was incredible. <laughs> people, have you seen the people who fuck like buildings or whatever? Like the lady who loves the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. And she was like, she found... Oh, my God. The shit you see on TikTok. I'm responsible for my own For You page. It's my fault. I love it. But it's like a TLC show, right? And I'll watch, like, clips from it on TikTok. And she's, like, in love with the Eiffel Tower. And she's, like, this is the place that I first felt, like, at one with it. But it's, like, um, just part of, like, a support beam. And you can just walk up to it. And she, like, straddles it. And she's, like, we've never been like full-on contact before but this time i came prepared and she's not wearing any underwear and she's just riding on top of this fucking steel beam on the bottom of the eiffel tower with families and tourists around walking around lady you gotta get a grip she's like i've never felt more connected to anything in my life so who am i to judge if she can fall in love with a uh, an eiffel tower then why not an alien right I guess so. Oh At my. least the alien can consent. The poor Eiffel Tower has no say in it. So in case anyone can't piece together off of all of those clues, what our episode What we're doing. Um, yeah. You want to get into the episode, I take it? Yeah. Well, okay. So the reason I jotted down Nessie, though, is because you quizzed me that time, right? Like, would I be Bigfoot or Nessie an alien or, or Nessie? Alien. And I picked alien. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like, well, that's the team I want to be on. And you're like, that's not the fucking point of the question. <laughs> that's so funny. I know, because I was team Bigfoot. Uh-huh, which I absolutely agree with. <laughs> so and we're funny. trying to work on that episode. <laughs> Please, I wish. If anyone knows a Bigfoot case so we could do Harry and the Hendersons, we would love it. But I just thought this was cool and worth noting. I guess they've got a new revamped Loch Ness Center. And they've got new independent and voluntary researchers, and they're conducting the biggest survey in more than 50 years. Wow. They're like, if aliens can be real, how why big the- is the lake? How are we not? I've been on the lake. It's not that big. I got, I mean, she's supposed to be really big. No, come on. I, but still, be I'm for a, real. Be excited. Bitch. Like, Bigfoot makes sense because anyone who's been up to Northern California, Oregon, Washington, Pacific it's totally Northwest, possible. it's totally possible there's something in those woods. Yeah. But the the nest is only the lock is only so big, right? Isn't that what it is? Isn't that the lake is the lock? Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about burrows. <laughs> all right. Wait, real quick. Do you want any of my reviews? Do you even care about me at all? I didn't even talk about half the shit I watched on TV. Of course, I want your reviews. Um, we'll just keep it real quick. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, really good. Liked it better than the second one. I didn't even know there was a third. You one. would like the third one because it's a lot about Rocket. In like his yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot. Liked it better than the second one. Not as much as the first one. How's that? Fair? That sounds good to me. Yep. It was good. You want to hear my embarrassing, sick TV show binging? Yes, please. 
so what last time i was sick i watched a bunch of kids dying so i kind of i went off of that theme again jessica beale co-produces a show that i get on hulu mm-hmm. it's called cruel summer yes I, I was interested in watching that i watched season one and two it's good it is what i like about it is the whole time you're obviously trying to figure out who's telling the truth yeah and without spoiling anything the last episode reveals something fucking bananas every time Ooh! the very last episode you're like i fucking knew it that's what that's what gets you in or like oh my god that's what happened like it's Mm -hmm. right so it's how they get you in it's just like Mm -hmm. the killing um what's interesting though is you know how much i hate it when they jump around in time Mm-hmm. And these do that very much so because it's based on like the summer of this year, this year, this year. But the way that they splice it together, it's clean. Nice. Like you're getting to see a transformation of these relationships. Yeah, you're not confused. It's for a reason and it makes sense. It's kind of like this is us. Yeah. You're never thrown off by the back and forth. It's it's very deliberate and it it. And then when they do come together, uh-huh. you're like, oh, shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a documentary on Netflix oh. called Take Care of Maya. But it's great. It's I wouldn't call it a crime documentary, okay. but it's really, 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 really good. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's like a medical documentary, I guess you could possibly say. Ooh. It's about this uh, teenage girl who has a perfectly normal life and parents who are still married and a brother and everything's great. And her mom is a nurse and she's very much like a tiger mom, meaning she like doesn't let anybody like fuck with her baby. But Maya ends up with all these weird medical, like all these weird symptoms that you can't just explain away. Again, her mom's a nurse. She knows what she's fucking talking about. And they kind of have to go to a bunch of different doctors to finally get a diagnosis. They find a guy. He diagnoses her with this rare thing. And puts her on a very controversial treatment, which does work. But then something happens and Maya ends up at her local ER. And the ER is basically like, what the fuck are you doing to this girl? Because it is very controversial what they're doing. And the mom's like, I have everything. She has all the receipts. She's recorded every doctor visit she's had. She's recorded on her phone. Mm -hmm. Every phone call. Every everything she's written everything down. She's super, super on top of it. And she's like, let me just explain. And they're like, no, you're putting your daughter in danger. They think she has Munchausen. They take uh, guardianship of Maya in the hospital where they keep her for months on end. And it kind of just spirals from there about these parents in this legal battle to try to get their kid back. Because I didn't know that hospitals could just take your kid like that. It makes sense if there's signs of abuse. The hard part about the documentary is you understand what the hospital's looking at, but you also understand where her parents are coming from. Yeah. And it's a real hard line to walk, but mm-hmm. it does go from there. It ends up uncovering a bunch of other things. So great movie. Hard to watch. Layers. Lots layers. of layers. Just like um, it's hard to watch and it's layered in the way that what was that documentary I made you watch? About the son, the, and the, the son and the dad, yeah. Zach, something Zach. I don't know. I just remember loving his parents so much. Right. Oh so same kind of a deal. Uh huh. 
it's it's hard to watch because it's so well made yeah you know well, cool so, sounds like one i maybe shouldn't watch at work so no don't cry watch it watch next time you're sick yeah my next sick watch mm-hmm. next time you're sick it'll make you feel so great <laughs> all right let's pause and then we'll get into the we'll have a drink break all right new toy ready for the episode should we give a shout out to, to joe to joe to our bestie joe for joe is my husband's best friend they grew up together next door neighbors in the houses that their parents grew up in so we're talking about like third generation families um which is pretty cool and he's really awesome he just moved up to our town that we live in from the bay area to join our little party yeah And he's been dying for us to do this This because he is obsessed with all of these things. He's obsessed with Bigfoot. He's obsessed with aliens. This is his shit. So we are doing Fire in the Sky, which is the movie. And that is based on the air quote true story alien abduction of Travis Walton. And I've never seen the movie. So I can't wait to hear all about it. I only have. I mean, four pages of very largely written notes. Yeah. So mine is going to be 10 minutes long. So mm-hmm. B's really carrying the episode. And that was why we had a lot of floof at the beginning. But cheers to Joe. Cheers. And cheers to us and our game. Also, we have lots of floof at the beginning because this is the only time we talk to each other at this point. For real, though. If it's not a podcast night, we don't see each other. Yeah. Unless it's something it's a, really special. It's a, a weekend, yeah, barbecue or fight night. or Right, mm-hmm. something special. But other than that, we don't talk. So you guys get to listen to us talk. And you guys miss out on the 20, 30 minutes of us talking Before about stuff that we don't want after. you to know about. All the secrets. Um, yes. So if you want to play our THC drinking game while you listen at home, take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime. We mentioned a past episode. Already done a few of those. We cheers. We spill something, we hear the train, we mention Monk, or we mention a badass big sister. Mm -hmm. Also, extra shot bonus point when you hear us accidentally name the episode, Mm -hmm. which we don't get to know ahead of time, Mm -mm. but you guys do. So there you go. Kudos to you. And we heard the train. And we heard the train, (laughs) and I just talked right through it. So we'll pour the rest of this drink, and we will get going. I can't wait. And I just learned tonight that there's a Joe Rogan podcast episode with this guy. Yeah, because he has everybody alien adjacent Mm -hmm. on his show for real. We talked about his conspiracy theory that the reason why we know about aliens now is because there's something worse coming. Also, I don't feel like I feel like I was saying that from the get. Ever. Yes, I know. We have it on tape. If they're willing to tell us about aliens, it's because something way bigger than aliens is going on. Yeah. So good luck, guys. (laughs) Here's to us. It's still going. And after this, we probably won't talk about aliens until we get to actually fucking. I need to touch one. I need to see. Touch is the important part because you can do anything with a hologram. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I need to see with my own eyes. All right, I got everything from this episode, mainly from groovyhistory.com and also from whitemountainindependent.com. I think it's a newspaper. I was going to say that sounds very formal. November 5th, 
1975, Travis Walton is part of a seven-man logging crew in the Apache site. It's hard to say. Sitgrivs, <laughs> Sitgrivs, Sitgrivs, Sitgrivs National <laughs> Forest, which is in Arizona. This national forest is about 2.5 million acres, and it crosses from eastern Arizona into western New Mexico. So it's a pretty big place. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how many hectares it is. We're working with regular acres. Or how many burrows there might be on the way. How many football fields (laughs) you can fit into it. I don't know. Call my husband. He'll tell you. It is home to both the San Carlos Apache Reservation and the Fort Apache Indian Reservations. Now, as the crew is leaving for the night, they're all... Here's my first problem with this. Oh, man. The whole crew's in one pickup truck? For real, though. How? They might... A double cab, but still, there's like seven of them, right? I guess they're just, I mean, this was the 70s. One rolling around in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Rolling around in the back. (sighs) They're all together Mm -hmm. in a pickup truck leaving for the night. Travis's BFF is driving. His name is Mike Rogers. And as they're driving, they come upon a bright light in the sky and as they get closer, they see that it is a actually a saucer-shaped object in the sky hovering about 20 feet over the ground. To be fair, I don't think I ever got to see it. Okay. In the movie. They never showed what... The object. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to hear that they're describing it you as would a have saucer to shape. Talk to Travis about what he saw, but all the artwork and like artist renditions, it looks like Every UFO you've ever you've ever of. imagined. It's the classic like, mm-hmm. UFO shape. Okay. Yeah, a little disc. Uh-huh. Travis is the first one out of the truck to investigate. At an interview with Travis at the Skyfire Summit UFO convention in the 2000s, He said, quote, I was awestruck and entranced by the beauty of the thing. I thought it would take off, but it didn't. And I didn't appreciate the danger I was in. Fair. I mean, I don't know that I would just go walking up to. I would definitely get out of the truck to check out what was happening. Yeah. And so is Travis. And so as he's standing there, literally like entranced by this thing, his friends are back in the truck like begging him to let's go come on let's move but he instead decides to approach the object Mm -hmm. where he then hears a high-pitched buzzing and then a beam of blue green light shoots down from the saucer and knocks travis unconscious Mm -hmm. the other six members of his crew see this whole thing mike the driver panics and drives away he makes it about a mile down the road before he like kind of comes to his senses and goes, we can't just leave our friend behind. So he turns around, he goes back, and both Travis and the object in the sky are gone. Mm-hmm. Of course, they search around as much as they can, and there's no sign of Travis, so they take off to find help. Travis wakes up in what looks like a hospital room with three short, bald creatures looking down on him with big, dark eyes. 
Travis, of course, panics, tries to fight them, but a human or human-looking creature. Okay. Um, in a weird outfit, he describes him as having like a weird kind of like helmet headgear thing on. Comes in, calms Travis down. That air quote human leads Travis to a different room where three other human or human looking creatures puts a clear plastic mask over his mouth and nose. And after that, he has no other memories of his abduction. So scary. Meanwhile, his friends. Go ahead. So much louder than I expected. (laughs) Meanwhile, his friends try to report this whole thing to the police, which, of course. What do you report? Of course they don't believe What do you report? The police's first theory is this is a drug trip gone wrong. Oh. They probably took some drugs or having a bad trip. Travis probably wandered off into the woods and these guys are panicking. However, that doesn't negate the fact that Travis is missing. So they do have to launch a search party, even if he is just high on drugs, to go find find them. them. And they do that. It's your classic search party with dogs and helicopters and people. And there is no sign of Travis, no scent of Travis, no nothing. He is going down in history as the first person reported missing by alien abduction. Okay. He's also the first person that people have reported an alien abduction while the person was still missing. Normally, alien abductions are reported once the people who are abducted come back. But this is the first time people have reported an abduction while the person was still missing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Of course, once they realize that they can't find Travis, the number one suspects become the logging crew. Obviously. They assume that they killed Travis either on accident or on purpose and hid the body and are now using this wild story as a cover up, which Mm -hmm. you don't think they would have came up with something a smidge more reasonable, Uh, right? More realistic. Anything else? How about he never showed up for work? Yeah. And we don't know where he is. How about that? Anyways, five days later, Travis's consciousness kind of comes back. Okay. And he finds himself standing on the side of a road in Herbert, Arizona, with the UFO just, or sorry, the, the, the object, the, the flying o- mm-hmm. object, watch flying away into the distance. He doesn't know the time or date. He doesn't know how long he was up there. He doesn't know anything. He does find a payphone and he figures out where he is. I don't know if maybe it says it on the payphone that he's in Herbert, Arizona. But he calls his brother-in-law who comes and picks him up and takes him to a hospital and to the authorities. He is 10 pounds lighter than when he goes missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, he has zero memories of what happened to him. He assumes that they must have kept him unconscious the whole time, which fair to the fair play to them. If you're going to abduct me and do whatever, please wash my memory. I don't want to know. No. 
the police still think this is a hoax. They think that he's doing it for attention or whatever reason. He takes them back to the place where he, air quote, woke up. They bring the bloodhounds and they don't find any trail of him. Like no broken branches or. But the bloodhounds can't even pick up his scent. You would think if. Let's say it is a hoax. He had to have walked there for real. He had to have gotten there somehow. He had to have walked around or done something and they can't find any scent trail. It's literally like he just popped into existence right on that side of the road, which he kind of did. Right. Yeah. Travis takes numerous polygraphs, passes them all. The logging crew takes their own polygraphs. They pass them all. To this day, nobody's story has deviated in detail even a little bit, which is crazy because normally someone is changing something, exaggerating something. And this isn't two people. This is or Eight breaking, people. right? They're yeah. going to break for Seven. sure mm-hmm. and no. and tell the tr- air mm-hmm. quote truth, but that has never happened. Mm-hmm. Investigators, of course, still do not believe this. They don't believe that it happened. In 1978, Travis writes a book, The Walton Experience. In 1993, the book is turned into the movie that we're covering tonight. And although he did profit from the book and from ongoing speaking engagements... He wishes it never happened to him. He is not one for like up until now. Like everyone's like, oh, he just wants attention or whatever. Nothing in his character has ever. He's not an attention grabber. Seems like an attention grabber. Mm -hmm. He battled depression for years after his abduction. He's quoted from an interview as saying, I never liked it or the attention. But along with the burden comes a certain amount of responsibility Lots of people are afraid to speak about what happened to them. This helps them to be vindicated. And you can visit Travis's phone booth in Herber, New Mexico. It's now a tourist spot where you can stop Mm. and take pictures. And it is located, for anyone wondering, about 500 miles from Area 51. Huh. So a day's drive, you know. Okay. If you're gunning it. That's a little odd. But Hmm. all right. There you go. That's all I got on the Travis Walton alien. I mean, that's really all we need. I have a few questions, but I think that'll come up in the movie and you'll know that that's my favorite part. Perfect. Yeah. So let's get into it. Fire in the sky. I'm so excited. Okay. Surprisingly enough, we are going to start with a quote by Roman philosopher Seneca the Younger. My favorite. Right. Are there any other philosophers? (laughs) Chance makes a plaything of a man's life. So do what you will with that. Okay. And we've got ominous music. And it's a foggy forest. And it's dark. And it's night. It's 1975 in white mountains arizona that there's this beat up truck hauling ass like running pulling up to a gas station slash diner which reminds me of jeepers creepers right 
episode 95. So what, we've got five men now. We've got David, Alan, Mike, Greg, Greg Hayes, who we all remember as the kidnapping rapist, Vincent Filia from episode 51, Girl in the Bunker. Okay. And then there's Bobby, what's his name? Cog, Cogdill? Okay. <laughs> also known as Philip from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Ooh. Dream Warriors. The Co- best one we decided that right? Absolutely. Yes. Covered on episode 27. They are inside. They are acting weird. They're like dazed and confused. And they're catching all the attention of the other people in the restaurant who seem to recognize them. Like, what's up with these guys? Seem to recognize them? Because they're just part of the mm-hmm, community. Okay. Right. I'm sure they go there for lunch or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're acting off. Yeah. Like people are like, you guys good? You good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're seated at a table when they make an agreement to stick to the story. No matter how tough it gets before Mike calls police. All right. Lieutenant Waters is called from Montana to assist Sheriff Davis and Deputy Clay in a missing persons case. According to the men, they work for a logging crew. And tonight they witnessed the sixth member, Travis, being abducted by an unidentified object. Mike tells them that Travis was his best friend. And we kind of flash back to their relationship. Okay. We see Mike as a family man. He's obviously in financial trouble, struggling to provide for his wife, their two daughters, and his sister, Dana, who happens to be dating Travis. From there, the six men get into a truck and go from Snowflake, Arizona to White Mountains, where they're cutting down trees. And at the end of the shift, they're headed home and Dallas, the troublemaker of the group, he's got a criminal record and he's known to not like Travis. Oh, what's not to like about Travis? Well, they butt heads in the woods and fight with chainsaws and stuff. Really? mm -hmm. Fun. Anyways, it's Dallas that's the first to see it which he describes as a fire in the distance. A fire in the sky, some would say. Right. Thinking a possible plane crash in the woods, they all agree to go check it out. The closer they get, the more suspicious they become that it's not a fire and their radio starts to get all staticky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's only one road, so either they go forward towards the flames or they turn around so they agree to go forward and Travis gets out and starts walking towards it while the other men yell at him to stop just like you said he gets lifted from the ground by the beam of light but he's not like sucked up like you would think Mm -hmm. right he's just tossed and like you said, he's dumped lifeless on the ground and scared shitless. They fucking book it. So the only difference is, is once they stop and Mike realizes what's going on, the other guys get out of the truck. Okay. They're like, fuck you. 
we're not going back. And he's like, that's fine. I'll go back alone. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, you can imagine that the lieutenant is thinking that these boys are fucking out of their mind, but he agrees that they'll all go out at sunrise to check the woods for any sign of Travis. Mike goes home to tell his family, and Dana's obviously upset, like, how could you have just left him out there? Mm-hmm. And the wife is trying to understand why her husband's talking about spaceships. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all the while, like, they're all grieving the loss of, like, their best friend. It's wild. It's a lot. It's a lot. So it makes you question whether, like, did it even really have, like, even if you saw it, you're like, did I see what? I- like, we all saw the same thing, yeah. right? Like, how? For like- real? Yeah. I know. So regardless of the skepticism, the lieutenant keeps his word and there's a huge search party with the dogs, like you said. At the site where they claim Travis was taken, nothing adds up, right? There is, like you said, no sign of anything. Right. Travis's brother, Dan, as we all remember as chief of boat from season seven, episode five of Mr. Muck is underwater. Fuck yeah. It's pissed. Fuck thi- yeah. What an episode. <laughs> for thinking these guys are trying to cover something up. How dare you just skip past a monk like that? You cheers, cheers, bitch. That. Of course. Cheers. I just had to finish the sentence. Cheers for Monk. That. Any monk makes a great episode. I don't care what we're talking about. I told you. I'm like, we need to appreciate this episode. It's going to be a good one. I didn't think it wasn't going to be a good one. Oh, I just but, but only a monk? Have, I only got what I got. No, a monk's such a cherry on top. And Joe did say, because I was like, I got nothing, dude. And he's like, oh, there's stuff that he's not telling you in those interviews. He's like, there's way more in his book. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should read the book. What? But I didn't read the book. No, we so don't all have I got time. is what I got from groovyhistory.com. Groovy. So, you know, maybe if you want more details, maybe it's in his book. Or in this fucking movie. I think we got yeah. it. Or in the Joe Rogan I, interview. I, I, Who knows? There's so many other things you can be all doing. All Joe Rogan's going to do is ask him about how he feels about, I don't know what, <laughs> Kratom or smelling salts or right, whatever right. he talks about. <laughs> fucking his position on. Sniffing salts. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. When the search turns up with no sign of Travis or the spaceship, Dan's not the only one suspecting foul play. As the lieutenant also leans towards the theory that the five man men might have something to do with Travis's disappearance. And this rumor catches like wildfire. <laughs> like a fire in the sky. Uh, to make matters worse because of the rumors, Mike loses the logging contract. So this is, of course, a huge financial loss, causing more tension on the grieving family. After four days, to help clear their names, they agree to take the lie detector test. And it's shocking when they come back inconclusive. Now, in real life... Five of the six crew members passed the test. Okay. Only one guy came back inconclusive. And I feel like that's not fair because he could just be real nervous or freaked out or something. And but we know that if the, five out yeah. of six in not including Travis come back as telling the truth, it Travis seems. comes back telling the truth. 
the one guy in- inconclusive, he's just the nervous Nelly. That's all he is. For real. So Lieutenant Wal- Waters wants to believe that Dallas is the primary suspect due to the tension with Travis and suggests that Mike's trying to help him cover up what really happened. And then one night, Mike gets the collect call from someone claiming to be Travis saying, help me. And I had no idea how they traced the call, but it makes sense. You said that he figured out where he was and was at least able to communicate. Yeah, that was honestly just me piecing that together. Because all I got in the... I actually did read more than the ones I cited. In the multiple articles I read, Mm -hmm. it was always the same thing that he called and that that they went and picked him up from Herber, Arizona. Yeah, so how else would they know? I just assumed pay phones have i don't know it's been so long since i've seen i'm like phone. it's not like they were tracing shit in seven in the 70s like or even if they were how would know. they no yeah but either way so they go they find him cowering against an ice machine naked and unable to speak and when his girlfriend dana tries to hug him he screams and he trembles and finally when they take him to the hospital and he's being examined by the professionals this is when we get the flashbacks to what he experienced while okay. abducted. Yes. Let's hear it. No, nope, you have to wait. Okay, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Dana is there the day that Travis is released and outside is a media circus. Lieutenant Waters is there wanting to ask questions, but Travis claims to remember nothing. When they arrive home, all he wants to do is rest, but of course there's a party. Waiting for him. Of course. Everyone's so excited to have him home that nobody notices that he's completely withdrawn. And then hiding under a table, we finally see what happens. He wakes up. Hiding under a table? What, he's hiding under a table? He goes in the kitchen where finally everyone's gone and he Mm -hmm. goes underneath the table and he just sits underneath the table. I would like to say this is why I'm always weirded out by like coming home parties. Mm Mm-hmm. It has to be something where you know the person's happy to come home. But anytime it's like a war veteran who's been like, I don't know, had a hard time over there or like anything like that. Yeah. Prison. I don't know. Anything where I feel like someone could have gone it's through not about an them. emotionally yeah. traumatizing thing. Dude, you had a baby in the best circumstance possible. And I was freaked out to come over. For real. Like, let me know when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, step on your toes or get in no, your space. For real. Or, I feel like anytime someone's gone through an emotional experience, I just, like, want to give people space to, like, figure it out. I, you're right. Because people make it not about the person. They make it about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just never want to do that. Like I said, they were all so excited to have him home. He right. doesn't know what the fuck's going what on. You don't know what he's been through. Yeah. So everyone else is like in the living room, like mingling or whatever. He walks into the kitchen and realizes no one's there and hides underneath the table. Ugh, I feel so bad for him. So this is when we get to see him waking up in this gooey fucking sack. It's disgusting. And this motherfucker licks his finger. Like trying to figure out like (laughs) what? Like what? Did you think it was honey? (laughs) He breaks through the membrane with Ah. his hands before realizing he's in like zero gravity. 
And he's in this container with a bunch of other sacks. Okay. Very Matrix, you know? In one of the other sacks, he finds a decomposing body. Oh, dear. And realizes he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's caught by two non-humans and taken to a room where he's stripped (laughs) of his clothing. Very PC of you. I know. And covered in an elastic material, which he is then pinned to a platform. How scary. Yeah. He's pleading and screaming for help before some fucking gooey gelatinous substance is shoved down his throat. His eyes and jaws are clamped open and pins are shoved into his ears, followed by electric probing, including a needle to his pupil. Wow. But if he didn't remember anything... This is the movie just, just fucking going for it. wiling out. Again, maybe read the book. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I will say for all of our listeners at home, this, the the gooey blah, 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 blah. This is B's worst nightmare. I would, you, I, I, I would wake up in the goo and I would just die. Anything like, snot-like, phlegm-like, mm-mm, mm-mm. count her out. I'm done. So My, what, when he licked his finger, I had to step away. Yeah. I had to step away from that. That was movie. your breaking point. My breaking point is the like pinning of the eyes mm-hmm. and the mouth that I can't have control of that. Yeah. And as soon as objects start coming near my eyeballs, I would rather be in swimming pools of snot and goo and mm-hmm. phlegm before you start putting fucking sharp electrodes near my, in my eye. Mm-hmm. Please. I can't even do LASIK. I, I'll just wear glasses till I die. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I can't do it. So when he wakes up from this nightmare and he's in his doctor's office, we know he's in good hands because his doctor was Sarah McNally from season six, episode eight, Mr. Monk and the Wrong yes, Man. Yes, 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 <laughs> I'm dying. It's amazing. Uh, it's so good. Every time. It's so good. Did anybody think about calling Monk to, to, to figure out this whole case? He would have figured it out was if he's telling the truth or not. He would have found the tell. So let's pause. Speaking of Monk, rumor has it they're making a 13 Ghosts TV show. Perfect. I can't wait. If there's anybody, please, is there any case that's even... Cl- there's not. No. There's no way. He could there's no to- way. There's absolutely... But still. If we would I'm love still excited. to. Mm-hmm. A 13 Ghost TV show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is Tony Shalhoub going to be in it? Or Matthew Lillard? We can dream. We can <laughs> manifest. We can hope. The doctor believes Travis, but the sheriff and the lieutenant are still not convinced. And what makes the doctor believe Travis? Because he hadn't had anything to eat or drink mm-hmm. for days. Mm-hmm. And the way that he honestly like could not recall what was happening. And then the, the just fear out of nowhere of like. But I feel like all of those things could be. Just trauma. Or like a psychiatric break. Mm -hmm. Like you could maybe have some sort of mental break and 
think that those things are happening to you and that also leads you not to eat or drink because five days you can eat and you can not eat and drink for five days and yeah. be okay yeah I mean, not okay. He's obviously but, not okay, but I mean, but, you can survive it. And he did. So, yeah. All right. But the doctor's gu- on his side because she's. I guess she's questioning, like, why would he put himself through that if not necessary? Right. And I, my counter argument would For be. For sure. To- he wouldn't have chosen to put mm-hmm. himself through that. He might have had some sort of episode. So then what are we thinking then? If the guys are lying. I don't think they're lying. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, I know. So that's what I'm saying. So devil's advocate, are we saying that they did possibly leave him for dead? They thought that they killed him and so they just left him and he ended up being alive, but he doesn't remember. I see what you're saying. That takes away my psychiatric break (coughs) argument is the fact that these guys also saw this thing and yeah you're right that that's the only other thing that i can think of you're right i kind of forgot about those guys for a minute all these fucking guys i know i forgot about the logging crew okay so no evidence to back up the case is closed waters goes back to montana he's pissed (laughs) and then boom two and a half years later travis is chasing his now toddler around the house that he shares with pregnant wife dana he leaves to go see Mike, who is now a recluse. Like, he's living out in the middle of the woods. Okay. Like, he was the one abducted. Like, feel sorry for me. I'm just, just like, an alcoholic. <laughs> they go for a drive in the car, and Travis takes him to the site of everything that happened. And Mike's like, I don't want to be here. And Travis is like, how the fuck do you think I feel about it, huh? Okay. <laughs> And they have a moment and Travis admits now, like, I never should have gotten that close. And he's like, I don't blame you for driving away. It wouldn't have changed anything. Mm -hmm. And they reconcile. And Mike's like, cool. Like, can we get the fuck out of here? It's like, I really don't want to be out here. And they smile and then do their stupid thing and laugh. And the film ends with Mike and Katie getting divorced in oh. 1976. Okay. Travis and Dana remain in Arizona where they end up with four children. All right. Congrats. And for whatever reason, 18 years later, Travis, Mike, and Dallas all did new polygraphs. Okay. And each one passed perfect so that was 18 years later still passing mm-hmm. verifying everything again why stick to your story this hard mm-hmm. all right so that's that how many knives i mean how many flying saucers again i didn't have any expectations going into the movie i didn't think it was that bad i think they covered everything mm-hmm. besides having to come up with some alien weird probing yeah i mean you have to make it you have interesting yeah so i'm gonna give it a five knife okay i'm giving it yeah you kids you can't just have this the movie be like there he goes and that, he doesn't remember he doesn't remember and he doesn't remember you gotta put something in there saucy and it was gross and it made me uncomfortable yeah so sounds like the the stuff on the object and i mean it, it's it like a freaky it's a 90s movie it's not gonna be good yeah. But like the acting wasn't that bad. We got 
two mug references. I mean, what more do you want? I'm forget it. For- now, why did I think Jeff Goldblum was in this this whole time? Because that would have been incredible. I don't know why I thought he's it was Jeff in Goldblum some kind of alien time. something. I'm sure. Yeah. He's- All right. Wow. Five knife review. So my look of the week. Mm, I can't wait. As like the bottom, like the the yeah being pinned in the weird. So you want me to just stick like saran wrap? Oh, I already face? did it. Oh, you're I, done. I already did it. How did you did you vacuum seal yourself into a plastic bag? A wet sheet. Wow! Look at you. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood's got nothing on us. <laughs> It's me. I know. Screaming. I'm gonna have to see it closer. Oh, to for see sure. It. Yeah. No, it's me. Maybe we're gonna have to change the contrast. It's me screaming through a wet sheet. Uh huh. Was you, Nick involved in this? Not at all. Oh my god. This, this is just you. It's just all me. I really think you should have got Nick involved. That'd be so funny. What a couple's <laughs> evening to have. Right. You want to choke me out? I mean, there's still time. I could see what hey. I, I can come see what we come up with when you leave. Uh, How exciting! What a great idea. Good job. Uh huh. Because yeah, it, the the gooey sack man. When he, whew. I mean, Nick could have provided a gooey sack for you to wake up to. <laughs> Believe me, um, he's been working on it. <laughs> yeah, because what did I see? I don't. It was some. It was like one of those shows where they, like, un, it wasn't unsolved mysteries, but it was a show like that, and they were talking about this <clears throat> mass abduction that happens in this town. Where all of these people who were not together all have the same abduction story from the same night. And again, could but it... But don't remember each other, have nothing to do with one no, another? No, I think they saw each other okay. on the ship, oh, on the whatever. Okay. But then they all woke up in their respected Different areas. places where they were abducted from. And again, it could be a hoax. But how has nobody... Not once, 20, 30 years later, broken character or broke down to tell the truth. How is how you're telling me you got all these people, even serial killers and like psychopaths. Right. They have to have their letters and their fucking gloaty bullshit. At They're telling some point, someone at a bar somewhere. At some point, you're going to break character. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you keep this going for decades. How did that bullshit story benefit them in any way. The only thing that they did was make it Travis is that he got a book deal. Like, okay, but what about the other guys? Nothing. And the other guys who also didn't make any money off of it, you would think that they would be like, all right, no, actually this is bullshit. Fuck him. Agreed. No, there's more loss. And so I, you know, I don't know. I believe them. Now, if you remember from a couple episodes ago when that press, con- that alien press conference, non-human press conference was happening. I know. Um, they were saying that a lot of this is manufactured not by our government, but by some like larger, more like global world trying order. Trying to scare us. Trying to scare us. Yeah. So I would say that it's that I believe them for sure. Travis and these people who have been abducted. The question is, is when they were air quote abducted, were they abducted by actual aliens or beings from not our planet? Or were they abducted as some part of weird global government conspiracy bullshit? So for that second part, for me, it leads me to the question of why. 
Is there money involved? Whatever they're cutting down, did somebody not want them to be out there? Like, Mm. what was the... He lost the logging contract. Yeah. I would say the... Because otherwise, why is the government fucking with these random people? There has to be a reason. I think they want us to be scared of the idea of aliens for whatever reason. So they they choose to do that in like a weird Indian territory in Arizona? Like I think you mean indigenous. Indigenous. My apologies. You're correct. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But that would be my thing is I believe that that happened to those people. And the question becomes who did that to those people? Okay. Was it actual aliens? Could be. Was it some weird global overlords? Could be. And again, we don't know. Could it be the fact that we're in a computer program called the Matrix? Absolutely. Who knows? We're such a glitch. But I think that that those people experienced something for sure. Yeah. I just don't know who's responsible. You know? Because it's almost like you think back to playing with the Ouija board, right? Like who moved it? Right. Who's who's gonna tell? Yeah. Right. But you all shared the same experience. You all felt it move. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? And again, all those preteen girls, nobody's breaking and saying it was them. Mm-hmm. I know it was you moving it the whole time, Bailey. It's fine. Because you are the one that's psycho enough to never tell anybody for all of those years. I black it out. I know. So to me, it's like, <laughs> what am I telling? Yeah, what, what happened? I don't well, know I don't, what happened. When that that's happened. crazy. What? <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, no. Who knows? That's that's why it's fun. That's why it's a mystery. See, what a great episode, Joe. Now next, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> Could you imagine? We watched it with five. Harry and the Henderson? She liked it. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. We also did Ernest Goes to Camp. Mm. Another good one. Mm -hmm. You'll have to bust out Ernest Saves Halloween or whatever. Ernest Spooky. What is it? We did Ernest Scared Stupid last Halloween. That's why we knew we could get away with Ernest Goes to Camp because she liked the other one so much. Mm -hmm. Scared Stupid's a good one. Again with the fucking snot. Yeah. The The snot monsters in that. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, my God. Um, I really like Ernest Saves Christmas. That one has a real warm spot in my heart. It's a great Christmas movie. See, and the only other one I could remember is like, doesn't he go to jail? he does everything doesn't he join the army at some point i start mixing him up with Polly shore yeah who also has all of these movies where it's like jury duty goes to the army whatever it's always like Polly shore in some son-in-law wacky situation. son-in-law and encino man forever and encino man's the best one yeah but i don't consider that a Polly shore movie encino man i consider its own movie the movies i'm talking about is where they take that Polly shore character yeah. and then place him like they do earnest yeah. into like movies, mm-hmm. but <gasps> Encino oh, Man is the best. So speaking of Polly Shore, it reminded me that we watched another Nicolas Cage movie. Amazing. No, it wasn't. I have it's <laughs> the idea of it's amazing. I know. Um, he's playing like a devil in a new movie. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. <sighs> it's not that the acting's bad; the movie's bad. Fair. The actors aren't the problem. The okay. movie's the problem. All right. Because 
he's playing like a devil in a car with a guy. Nick knows the other actor from something else and was super excited because of the actor. And I could tell they were getting at something, but fuck, was it slow. Okay. Oh, my God. It's like you've got winning material. Do something with it. Yeah. And and they didn't. So we actually turned it off. Like, I, I didn't even watch the end. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to see pictures of this week's episode, maybe I'll post a picture of B in the hospital. So you can see how sick she was. Oh, deathbed. And Meow Meows has been here the whole time. Oh, my God. I know. We had Mimosa here because we're at Bailey's house tonight. So we had Mimosi, Bailey's cat here with us. Very chill tonight. She's just lounging. It's because it's so fucking hot outside. It's not too bad tonight. No, no, it's not. But we're also sitting in the air conditioning, so mm-hmm. that's easy for me to say. Um, Our next episode, we'll be really starting to talk about fall, which will be exciting. Please. It'll still be hot, but you know. <sighs> but yeah, for episode pictures for this week, go to THC podcast. On Instagram, of course, you could always slide into my DMs and talk to me. I do talk back. And, you know, if you want to leave us a, a rating or a sub- subscription or a five star or something, we appreciate it. And other than that, you got it, B. We're ready. B's lungs will be fully recovered by next episode. That'll be exciting. Oh, they better be. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. And don't get abducted. <laughs> and let us know if you ever have sex with an alien. Please tell us. We'll be so excited to hear about it. (laughs) We love you. We will. See you. Next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness.